0: Welcome to the STR Home Financing Podcast, where we believe a legacy is something you build, not just something you leave behind. And now, here's your host, Jeff Chisholm. Hey, this is Jeff Chisholm with STR Home Financing. Welcome to episode eight. Thank you for joining me today. Very excited to share a solution to a very common challenge for entry point into the asset class of vacation home, short-term rental. So today we're going to talk about how to create your own bank account, where you can rinse and repeat funding your 10% down for the 10% down second home occupancy loan, your closing costs, and the funds that you'll need to make a property rent ready. So for most people, you don't have just a surplus of savings so that you are in a position where you can comfortably go out and spend that kind of money that you need for down payment, closing costs and making a property rent ready. So for many, many of my clients, this strategy is put them in a position where they can leverage assets that they already have and not put the squeeze on their personal finances their personal savings their personal bank account so kind of my joke is you don't have to skip buying the cup of coffee or playing the round of golf to put yourself in a position where you can kind of uh, gather up enough savings to put yourself in a comfortable position to do that so how do we do this well common strategy is to secure a home equity line of credit a HELOC against property that you already own and you can leverage static equity that you have just sitting there that's not doing anything for you so we can take the static equity and we can grow it by investing it in these vacation home slash short-term rentals so why is that a common strategy why do people like it not a lot of people have thought about it this way but it's a way for us to separate our personal finances from the debt we're gonna take on to go out and acquire these cash flow producing assets. So in most scenarios, the most common opportunity is to secure a HELOC against a primary residence. Now, there are some banks out there that will do HELOCs on a second home, an investment property. As you get to an investment property, The institutions out there that have that product available are, are few and far between not saying that they're not out there, but you're probably going to have to go hunt and really dig to find those entities that are using those products or have those products. So the most common is against a primary residence. So, you know, this is going to be with your local bank, your local credit union. Now, your local credit union is probably going to be more conservative than what they're willing to do and also the qualifying factors that go into an approval. So local banks will sometimes go up to 90% combined loan to value. I don't necessarily recommend that. I think that's over leveraging your primary residence. I think a more conservative approach is to keep your combined loan to value below 80%. So what is the math that goes into calculating what your available home equity line of credit potentially can be? So you're going to take your estimated home value. You're going to multiply that by 80%. And then you're going to subtract your first mortgage balance and whatever is left over is the possibility of a maximum line of credit that you can take out against your property. So. Typically this product, uh, the way that they're structured is that the payment is amortized over 30 years. And then for the first 10 years, you can draw against that available line of credit. So just as a side note, the reason why I, or one of the reasons I like this strategy is that you can leave your current first mortgage in place. And for most people. Uh, you've refinanced over the past few years, you've taken advantage or you purchased at a lower or at a low interest rate compared to what's available today. So we can keep that in place. We, we don't have to disturb that interest rate. We don't have to disturb your plans to maybe pay that first mortgage off at an accelerated rate, and then we can take this line of credit, leave it over here and that can be isolated to use towards acquiring these properties. So back to where or how these products are structured. So a 30 year amortization, 10 years, you can draw from it. The first 10 years, it's an interest only payment. So it puts you in a position where you've got a lower liability in the case where you're getting a property rent ready. You know, it's, it's a little bit of a squeeze. You have that lower liability and then maybe, you know, there's a period of time where Everything is due at once or you have unexpected things come up. It, it leaves you in a position where you've got that lower liability with the interest only payment, but it's amortized over a 30 year period of time. The other reason why I like the HELOC is you only are paying on what you need in the present. So if you've got a $200,000 line of credit, you only need a hundred thousand for your 10% closing costs and making a property rent ready. Your interest only payment is only, is going to be based on a, that a hundred thousand. Where if you did a cash out refinance for 200,000, you've got mm-hmm. a new mortgage that combined that first mortgage with the 200,000, you got a check cut for 200,000. And right out of the gate, you've got a payment principal and interest payment amortized over 30 years. Uh, that's going to do be due every month and you may not use it for a while. And then when you do use that money. It may not be for that full 200,000. So you've got some flexibility in that you're only paying a payment on the amount that you draw out of the line of credit. So that's another advantage. Another reason why I like the line of credit strategy, isolating that debt. So we're going to isolate that acquisition debt for down payment, closing costs, and making the property rent ready. That way, when we run our numbers. We're gonna run it where the burden of repayment is on that acquired property. So your numbers when you're analyzing a deal ought to include that debt, it ought to include that property performing at a level where it can repay that line of credit. And I would say it needs to show that you can be very aggressive to pay off that line of credit uh, so that you can rinse and repeat. Uh, So you have 10 years to draw from the line of credit uh, I would say pretty aggressive would be that you're paying it back within 2 to 3 years and very viable with a lot of these properties short term rentals and why people like them is they're generating significant cash flow to the point where you can pay that that fairly quickly so this is going to be the strategy for someone who wants to build a portfolio they want to do it over a healthy period of time. They're not looking to place replace their w two income. The cash flow isn't as necessary for supporting your lifestyle, but it can help build your portfolio moving forward so you buy the property you know all the numbers work out to to be aggressive to pay the line of credit back and then when you purchase that property, it's got its own bank account it can Stand on its own. So, all the income from the property goes into that bank account. All expenses are paid out, including the repayment of the line of credit. So, when I talk about separating that debt, that's what it looks like that you're separating it from your personal finances in one regard. And then you're putting the burden of proof. It can be measured by having that bank account that's specific to that property. Hope this has equipped you with information that you didn't have before maybe a different way of thinking things and it's equipped you and put you in a position to take action and go out there and build that lifestyle uh, asset portfolio that you've been dreaming about until next time take care jeff chisholm is a registered mortgage loan officer nmls 447490 for north point bank North Point Bank is an equal housing lender and all programs discussed on this show are subject to change without notice.